0: Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 322, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 322. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So, our tools for review this week um, are, of course, always related to each other, and there is a multiplicity of them, as of course. Not always, but in almost in general senses, we have several examples of the same thing in some different variations. And we'd like to start with our first one, which is an old but goodie. It's called Presto Cart. Prestocart.com to be exact. Presto cart is Well, it's been around for a very long time since I've been using it for a very long time. Um, And it's really meant to be a very simple cost effective means of creating gift cards. Uh, Primarily, it's meant to kind of circumnavigate all of the hands that get stuck in between you and your guest in the cost of selling and distributing things like gift cards. Uh, What I mean by this? Well, it creates a very simplistic and I have to say is a critical point of this. Uh, Very hard mobile translation to this, it's very much a desktop function value at this point of people being able to go in and go to the link you provided to them. And then you offering them a series of gift card options, quantified amounts or variable amounts you can create either. And from it, it then asks who the card is going to be sent to and who's purchasing it. And then, of course, the purchase information requirements. And it takes that information and notifies the property that somebody has acquired a purchase It notifies them, hey, somebody bought a gift card, and then that person has to log in manually for fulfillment go in, take the credit card information while it's still durable. And we know that there's new laws, not new laws, but laws associated with the retention of of method of payments. So they have to do it before it expires. Take that information and process on their merchant account. The um, charging the card for what the purchase amount is, and then they are responsible for the fulfillment of sending out whatever was purchased, you know, the certification of a gift card that had been acquired, uh, to the person that was indicated by the purchaser, whether they themselves or the people they indicated in the discovery of the information that uh, the form that they have to fill out. Um, Why this is a valuable platform is because, quite simply, it takes out the merchant fees associated with using third party credit card or payment options and things like this. Everybody, if you don't already know, has their hands out in this. Uh, The ability to use the service platform. Uh, requires a fee. So having somebody process a credit card for you and or processing a means of payment for you means that they get to charge a fee to you about that transaction. Um, you being a business already have a merchant account. And in some cases, your merchant account has an online component may or may not. It's up to you know, that's a, that, uh, something about you and your particular account of whether they have the functionality being be able to use it. So what this does is this basically translates the credit card charge to being able to use your merchant account as a card not present. So it's a little bit more expensive to you for not having the actual card in the transaction request of it. But it means also that you're only paying within the platform you already have a negotiated process with. So it makes it more uh, cost efficient for you in that sense. That's the real only value that PrestoCart still retains, is the means to kind of circumnavigate some of the charges. As I said, the negative is uh, it is not mobile friendly, which is a huge deterrent in current age and time at this point. Uh, It has a function value within mobile, but it's very rudimentary and it's not very user friendly, the UI for it is not a strong point of its platform. So our next tool, Rewardsly, this is one of my favorites when it comes to your own gift card program. Now, when I say your own, it means in comparison to all the other options you have, and we'll get that in our technique discussion. Um, But rewardsly.com.co, literally rewardsly as reward S-L-Y dot C-O um, is a really very cool tool on well, really more restaurant related. Um, think of it as a loyalty program capability. Its primary function is very valuable for that. Where Remember the old frequency cards, you know, where you walked in, you had lunch or dinner or whatever it was, and they punched the card. And after you get enough punches, you can go and get whatever they offered as the incentive for the multiplicities of your visit. Well, it does that. But it does in a very cool way, now being very COVID sensitive, of using QR, QR codes that you can have sign up. Uh, with the QR code and use it for redemption and use it for additional things that the platform does. Not only does it create a loyalty program that you can control, caveat problem being that it's not necessarily tied to your PMS or POS systems. This is a separate running system keeps track of emails. You can consolidate the emails. You can use them for marketing campaigns and so forth in the method of what you would normally use as marketing campaigns. But it also can create gift cards. What that does is for anybody that wants one, they can scan the card, the QR code that you make available. And or just simply sign up or send the link to them on whatever um, market medium that you're sending to them via emails or website or whatever. SMS social whatever and from them signing up they can purchase gift cards for your business and same methodology you quantify the amount they can fill in the information necessary as to whom they are who they're buying it for if it's somebody else how much they're spending and the method of payment and it handles all that transaction You connect it to methods of payment like Stripe and what have you, and a lot of other varieties. Uh, So there is additional fees associated with handling those transactions. However, the convenience factor and the usability of it is much easier for the user, for you as the provider, and uh, it is very much mobile centric, uh, very functional and helpful for that. Um, it, it is very slick looking. It's very much app looking. It has all the quality aspects of its presentation to make people feel comfortable that it's legit quality engagement with your business. So that is rewardsly.co. Uh, the next one I want to talk about um, is one that we use, but in a whole different context. This is a step up, and this is called ECRU, A C K R O O.com. This one is not built specifically for hospitality, but we have used it for hospitality because of its ability to integrate within PMS and POS programs. It is a uh, larger suite of services and AKA more expensive uh, than the other two options we've already discussed. We're going progressively up in the cost factors here. Um, This is more focused towards loyalty programs in addition to gift card programs. It does of course have its email component with relationship to the loyalty programs, uh, the ability to communicate and so on. But the real big element of value for Acru is its ability to integrate via APIs, Uh, with your PMS or POS program. So in effect, if you have somebody that's gotten a gift card from you, they can bring in the physical gift card that you may have mailed, if that's a choice of creating that, that you would like. It's an actual credit card looking thing that gets sent out to these people as a gift card fulfillment. Okay, or it can be done via mobile only, which a QR code is generated or code is generated for the guest user when they come into your property to say, oh, I want to redeem this gift card or this value. And the system recognizes it. It gets scanned, seen, and the system already talks to the platform to know, oh, this is that validates this and makes the proper financial adjustment on the guest folio. Very powerful, very helpful both from the user's experience and from the consumer's experience. So very much a good platform, but you're paying for that functionality. You're paying for that ability to do so. Uh, They taught themselves that they have, you know, 40 plus different POS partnership relationships and so forth. Um, They handle transactions. They do a lot of cool stuff. Obviously, they offer things like email marketing, if a component, if you want to use it, I would recommend if you and you should already have your own CRM program using the data that you're getting from the loyalty program should be in that integration not in their integration because there's no need to incur the additional fee it has its own custom app function if you want to use it for the loyalty program directly and you custom skin it to your business it has a lot of cool functions and tools so that is called Acru.com. the last tool i want to throw into this pile is uh, more of a uh, of a participation of Program And that is something called Loyalty Gator. Now, keep in mind, there are variations to all the levels of tools that I am talking about. But uh, these are the ones that I have firsthand experience with and have worked with to be able to refer to them directly as to their pros and cons and not just talking about them in the third party. You haven't never touched them since. Loyalty Gator is a general loyalty program that you participate in. There's several flavors of these, all with different benefits, different audiences, and different values. This one allows, and the reason why, because of its integration capabilities is very powerful, because there's lots of things you can do with it and do with it in relationship to the data you can get from it. Um, but also, it allows for a very broad ability for redemption, where if you are your hotel or restaurant, that is a genre. If the person is not coming back to your hotel anytime soon, the value proposition of loyalty points or reward system or something thing is not as high because the opportunity for them to redeem it isn't there as much but in this kind of system where you're a participant there are a host of other places retail as well as other hotels as well the as restaurants as well as other types of businesses golfing spa whatever in which the points they accumulate from you can be used elsewhere and Vice versa. So more business might come your way because of their participation and awareness of your your participation in the program. Hence, their potential loyalty to you coming to you because they can redeem the points they've acquired elsewhere. So that value proposition with loyalty gator. And again, this is an expense relationship. You're paying for and have to pay for points that are redeemed because of the points that you've accumulated and or the redemptions you have. And there's transaction values to that. And you have to assess that in your whole market strategy and revenue strategy. Is the reward value proposition there? Is the business percentage contribution there? Is the cost of acquisition there? There's a a much more of a process associated with whether this is a good fit or part two. Because if you're an independent hotel and or singular restaurant, you know again, going back to the loyalty-free program. If they're not local and they have an unlikelihood of coming back anytime near soon, unless you're giving immediate and imminent redemption value to somebody, which can be done without necessarily paying for a loyalty program, things like Loyalty Gator begin to come into play because then at that point you can value add what they do by being with you or buying from you into a larger umbrella. Well, then that gives you value to all these other places as well. So that is LoyaltyGator.com. And that's our tools of the week. Now, for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week, obviously, Gift cards and loyalty. Our four tools kind of represent different strata associated with gift cards and loyalty and their usabilities. Presto Card obviously is being the more basic and simplistic, which is handling transactions in person. It also puts the burden of communication and fulfillment squarely on the property. Somebody has to be designated the person that gets notified on the acquisitions of, of gift cards in this platform, and they have to go through the process of claiming those purchases and going through the purchase acquisition process with the credit cards and then f- going through and following through with the fulfillment, taking the tangible acknowledgement and verification of the purchase and getting it out to the person that it was purchased for. Reward at that level will progressively expand our conversation. Have done this for many years and over many times for different reasons and have generated literally millions of dollars for an independent hotel. No exaggeration, but round numbers to protect the innocence of clients. I have been successful using exactly this platform during holidays when gift cards are a premium commodity and have sold hundreds of thousands of dollars in gift cards with exactly this platform. Now, there is the cost of no card present fees that are associated with it. You have to either eat or figure out in your adjustment of the value proposition you're offering. But the gift card proposition has a high value, which we'll talk about at the end of our discussion of all three variations on gift cards and loyalties. So I've done it for that. I've also done it when you've had Thanksgiving buffets and Christmas banquets and so forth. And you've had seatings and so forth of literally making this a medium of selling the tickets for the seatings. They go to the same platform and we're seating, you know, one seat, two seat, three seat, four seats, single table, whatever it is that you do in your seating configurations and people buy it through this platform. and the fulfillment is they get the piece of paper that says show up at this time, you're on the seating at 11 a.m., get in line, show your paper, and we already have you assigned to a table or or chairs and you get walked in with the host to go to your chairs that you had already pre-purchased. We've used it for this as well. It's fabulous for that. We've also used it for our own, uh, did you forget, retail stuff, where we did an online store back when it wasn't really easily able to be done. Now there's better solutions to that. We're not talking about that today, like WooCommerce and what have you. Spotify and what have you. And not Spotify, but anyway and from uh using it that way we're able to sell amenities like i want to sell i want to buy uh some uh, wine and strawberries or champagne and strawberries for family members that are arriving at your hotel so i as a other guest say hey when mr and mrs smith show up i would like to buy this for them and then go on to the little retail amenities list and say yes i'll take the champagnes and strawberries for such and such fulfill all the information that you need for me to charge that i indicate who and when they're dropping in and so forth and then the hotel takes it on them to charge my card and fulfill the product in the room so that they're surprised with the gift that I bought them when they arrived. So there is a full function value for that. And it's and again, this is our simplest tool. Pressed card is our simplest tool to be able to do that kind of thing. So that's one version of using gift cards and the creation of gift cards. The next step up, the rewards leak begins to add a restaurant component to the discussion at this point because now you're talking about frequency and engagement and marketability of being able to communicate and dialogue with people where you can create incentives and values now let's include into the conversation the value of getting somebody that has a gift card they've dedicated a future purchase with you for that reason you have an inherently higher level of ability to communicate with them or the people they bought them for because they have cash in the hand that you are willing to recognize compared to them walking to the corner store so now you can communicate with them and do a lot of real cool things like value ads hey if you have a gift card If you use it for these certain dates, we'll amp up the value of your gift card by 10%, 15%, 20%, X, whatever it is, we'll do this. And so from doing that... Okay, You now have a means of amplifying your your off dates, your down dates, your while we go over give value add dates. You can uh, augment them into a more valued relationship by simply saying, because you have a gift card, you are a valued, re- you get emails that are sent to them differently. Would you like to have first opportunity on deals where your gift card can go farther? It gives you a chance to communicate at a completely different level with the people off, uh, holding your gift cards. Plus also, they're an easy first round of loyalty and advocacy to reach out and ask if they want to expand their gift cards, add more value to them, get other gift cards. Look at the holidays. We're going to fourth quarter right now. We're in fourth quarter right now. So with that being said, you should be all about, guys, hey, why not get a gift that's never out of stock, never off the shelf, never hard to find, never hard to deliver, which we know are current scenarios with what's going on in fourth quarter, by getting this gift card with us know that you can send your family members or friends to us. We will treat them as the VIPs that they are. We'll reward them for having a gift card with you. And it is the perfect gift of adventure and travel because so many people have been desiring to travel having not been able to do so. It's the perfect gift. Let me gift you to this city or this location or this value Buy the gift card and give this to them as a thoughtful present, not because you didn't know what to buy them, but because you knew what they wanted by getting this gift card. So high value to that. And Rewardsly does a phenomenal job of also when you talk about frequency programs and so forth, that local community that you're engaged with, you can reach out to them and say, hey, I got a great lunch special today. Um, I'll give you two for ones on your redemptions. If you, you know, instead of giving you a a certain number of credits for or a punch a card virtually, so to speak, for having visited me for lunch, I'll give you two punches today if you come in for lunch. Hey, rainy days, maybe half your seating's outside and you know you're going to have a lower demand for that day because rain rain is going to wipe out half your seating. So you incentivize people to say, if you have our rewards card, which you have their information for because they signed up, you can push a notification to them and say, hey, come on in for lunch today and I'll punch your card twice or I'll take 20% off or buy one, get one or half off the uh, apps or free apps or free dessert, whatever it is, offer the incentive value to bring them in because you can communicate with them because they are already, quote, a loyal follower of your product and rewards that does a great job of that. Accru going into the next step of the iteration is more for long term value proposition relationships. If we know the corporate travel is at a down right now and that it's a slow progress, slow slog to get them back. But it also means a reevaluation of the corporate relationships that used to be written in stone with so many hotels. Some hotels have closed. Others are not offering or pandering to that industry anymore or don't have the ability to negotiations go annually. They've changed. The scope of prices have changed. The demand to market has changed. All those things mean that there's a lot of balls up in the air as to who gets what business. Offering a value proposition to your corporate engagement that says we will reward you for your loyalty to us in this way And then having the ease of them walking in and literally showing a QR code on their phone And or identifying them with a code that acknowledges who they are and reward their value It also means you can give value propositions to them like hey all employees of the XYZ company that come into our hotel for this month will up it, will reduce your rate by 20 bucks or we will give you the XYZ value proposition in food or we will give you this discount for, for, for uh, other things. You have a lot of manipulation that you can create from marketing incentives by having that of dialogue with them, of them having the relationship with you. And that's just one factor of what you could do with something like Acru. Loyalty Gator, it's really about if you're looking for demand presence that you are uh, in the noise of your d- destination, that you can't stand out against your comp sets, that you're really just yet another place to be considered, that your prices are similar to everybody else, your product is similar to everybody else, but you want some differentiator as to what you could offer people to come to you versus who they could choose across the street, so to speak, metaphorically, then something like gator is a loyalty Gator is a great thing because. That way you can say, if you do stay with us, which all things being equal looks similar to people around us, we can give this much more value to you by doing that. That you are accumulating points that will give you a reward to other things that you do outside of us. It's kind of a play against what we already see in brand with the Marriott system and Hilton's and IHG. And as we've talked about in our live show many times before, their diminishment of value because of their self-acknowledged owner-centric value proposition of loyalty, as pointed out by the Marriott CEO not too long ago, of our reward system is based to benefit our owners of our hotels, meaning we're going to drive more value, brand value proposition to the owners, and it's not really value proposition to those people that have signed up. We're not. It's like going to Las Vegas or going to any casino. You're playing against the house, and they've already built it to be that the house will win more than you. That's the loyalty programs, which they're not even really loyalty. They're frequency programs of how the brands are doing. This is a unique chance for you to add value proposition as an independent hotel or business and hospitality to a greater, larger umbrella of value to somebody to make you different than everybody else you're being compared against. So that's some of the ideas associated with gift cards and loyalty programs Um, and the usage of the different tools really a progression of doing it for yourself that you can afford the ability to offer packages and gift cards in a very direct way uh, up to being able to create incentives of frequency and engagement although it may not be connected to your pms or pos program but it does allow for an intimate first relationship value that you're offering like with Rewardsly, to a more integrated program like Acro, which will go over and allow you to create more substantive engagement and use it as a marketing leverage tool, up to the value proposition of being a part of a larger cumulative value in which you can compete at a larger scale by saying that even though you may not have a frequency value of coming back to me as often as I would like to have, which also goes to the justification of having apps and so forth, but to have the ability to say, but if you do come with me in comparison to everybody else in my market, I can give you a larger value proposition by giving you your reward system that you can benefit in other locations so that brings up our conversation in the entirety of our technique of the week of gift cards and loyalty now this week's hospitality news that you should know so news and show review our uh, show this uh, week was a lot of fun it was about how to create an seo strategy for hospitality um, as with the new format of our show, we're doing one topic, one hour. Um, we will have a variety of guest hosts come on as we progress forward. Right now, because of the transition of the uh, for the format from being two hours plus of whoever shows up and talk about whatever we want to, and then just randomize on, on news articles and so forth, which was a lot of fun. We've been doing that for a while. We're in the eighth year weekly. Um, from the sentiment of everyone asking uh, what we could do to make it more defined for them in the sense of I don't always have Friday mornings available uh, Eastern time to listen to the show and not to know when to listen to the show should I want to play it back to knowing when exactly things were discussed. Uh, can we come up to more topic-driven conversation? And that's exactly what we did. We decided, you know what, let's hone this down to being a topic and let's hone it down to being an hour on that topic. Uh, who presents it and, and the diversity of the people that are joined will be as it grows back to that. Uh, Um, uh, several different co-hosts, but right now it's me. And my conversation this week was about creating an SEO strategy for hospitality. Figured if anything we're going to keep with one topic, it's going to be a useful, actionable topic. And we've been doing that now since the beginning of September, and we've gotten some great feedback. Thank you, everyone that has been doing that and giving us some insights as to what they liked about it. Uh, I will not probably go into, and this was Alfred asked, it's like, can we do screen share? Can you show us some of the things you're talking about? To be honest with you, I don't want it to turn into a webinar. I don't want it to be where and this is slide one click bullet point one, bullet point two, bullet point three. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to make it an information or infomercial about a platform like, oh, and click here for this. And this is what it shows. I don't want to do that. Much rather talk of a higher level about what these value propositions can do for you and how to use them to affect what we're talking about as a topic. And to be frank, it's what I get paid to do in normal circumstances. So to give it away on a live show would seem kind of not self filling So for me, it's more about talking about the value proposition and the methodology about these these. things and SEO was our conversation today and is really talking about the progression of conversation that happens with SEO. Um, A lot of times, a lot of people don't know how this progresses in your SEO strategy. And for that reason, we went through the process of discovery of what does it mean to do keyword research? We talked about the historical value of keywords in the sense that they came from a time when that's what Google used to determine what you were trying to search for, to how they expanded it to your intent, meaning by the usages of the words and the words surrounding them, what was your intent on using them, to what it is now, which is very AI-driven, very inter- you know uh, 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 full-phrase discovery. So it's not about the individual words, per se, as it is about the usage of the words. That being said, keyword research is still a critical component in the SEO evaluation process of yourself. We talked about the value of SWOT analysis, the traditional hosp- hospitality hotel way of looking at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and how that derives what are you quantifying and being able to be an authority on. We talked about schema. But when you determine what you're going to be an authority on past your name, address, and phone number, your NAP information, your core element stuff... What do you show up for? For what reason? What is it that you are an authority on? Your square footage of space, your room types, your location, on and on and on. That then is defined into keyword clustering, which is the aggregation of these keyword usages into the categories that they're used for, like you know size of rooms or suites or kitchenettes or whatever for family and or long term length of stay travel. Rather, they create keyword what's called keyword clustering. That then creates a content brief, a means of saying with this clustering of keywords and what they're. Really related to what is the content surrounding their usage and you create and formulate that content that then's used into a content generation. That generation then gets graded as to how relevant that is for you in comparison to your competitors in comparison to your market or the demand to your market. And that gradient is what then you use to determine your content on your website, your social and your advertising. And we went through in some better detail. I'm kind of paraphrasing you quite quickly for today's discussion. But that goes through the usages of it. So, uh, we will, and just because we had the high tech conference uh, this week and so forth, touch on that next week on a little bit of a recap on our live show next week as to some of the newsworthiness that came out of the show itself. Uh, but know that from a newsworthy perspective, it was fun to see and good to see this month in particular, or I should say September in particular. Uh, the fact that we did have some large conferences in our industry come through the lodging and the CBB ones and, the, uh, of course, high tech and HSMAI's rock and marketing uh, strategy conference and so forth all together. Uh, love to get uh, some feedback from everyone about their experiences had they had gone and also what they were had as takeaways and so forth and we'll throw that into next week's live show as well so remember you can find us on google play apple itunes iHeartRadio, soundcloud stitcher spotify pandora tuned in podcast the list goes on 39 platforms and counting including amazon's alexa google assistant and siri simply just ask them to play the hospitality marketing podcast and you will get this episode but no matter which one you may use if you like the show please rate us and leave a comment that allows others to discover our content plus also gives us the feedback we need i need to know whether or not i'm talking about things you're interested in you can reach me always and i answer every email related to this at lauren at hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com also if this is your first time hearing us, thank you. And also, you can subscribe to the platform you found us on or any of the 38 that you might want to go over and use. Maybe if there was another one you tend to use more often. Um, either which way, our archive of our show, there's an old location and a new location. The old location is hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Uh, but the new location is hospitalitychannel.tv. There is a linear Uh, 24-7 show we've been doing this for eight years for the live show and 17 years for the podcast so we literally can lull you to sleep if you that's so inclined by listening to us 24-7 all day, every day, if you would like. But all that being said, don't forget about our live video show that we do each Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. Time, um, which is simulcast on everything from Facebook, multiple pages there, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, as well as um, on Twitch channel, which will get you on your PlayStations and your Xboxes, but also more importantly on your TV. We are a legitimate TV channel. You look for Hospitality Channel TV on your Roku, Google+, or Google Play, excuse me, Apple Plus and um, Amazon Prime. And you can download the channel. There is a paid side to it, which is more rich content. Learn to, how about software and service providers, stories, things like this. And then there's the free side, which the live show will always be on at 1130 a.m. Eastern and also available for replay. And for that, you can go archive wise. Again, two locations. HospitalityDigitalMarketing.com forward slash live is our old archive. And the new one is HospitalityChannel.tv. So with that, my name is Lauren Gray. Thank you, as always, for the privilege of your time. And I look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 322, brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International, All Right Reserve, Copyright 2021.